This is KMTT and the weekly Pashat HaShavuashir. This year, Tavshin Ayin, it will be given by Harav Chanoch Waxman. Today's Pashashir is dedicated in memory and Lilui Nishmat Harav Hillel Gershon Ben Avraham Finkelstein by his family in, on the occasion of his Yodzeit. This week, Parshat Tzaveh, I would like to discuss the story of the making of the big day kahuna, the garments of the priests. More precisely, the story of the making of the garments of the high priest, of the Kohen Gadol, uh, the clothes dedicated and intended for Aharon, the brother of Moshe. Perak Kavchet, Pasuk Aleph, opens as follows. Vata hakrev elech et Aaron achicha ve'et banav, and now you bring forth, or bring close, Aaron, your brother, and his sons, mitoch b'nei Yisrael, from mitz b'nei Yisrael, l'cha'anoli, to serve me, to be priests. Aaron, nadav, aviv, alazav, itamar b'nei Aaron. And after defining which priests are, who should serve as priests, who should be chosen, Hashem says to Moshe as follows in prayer, kavchet pasik bet, vasita vigde kodesh la'aron achicha l'chavod l'tifaret. And you shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for honor, for glory, for beauty. And then the Chumash goes on and describes the selecting of the artisans or the speaking to the artisans, the Chachmei Lev, who will make the garments. And then in Parak Kavchet, Pasuk Dalad, we have a list of the garments. And these are the clothing or the garments that should be made. Choshen, a breastplate, a fod, an apron, mi'il, a coat, ketonet, tashpet, a tunic, Mitznefet, a hat, afnet, a belt. And again, Vasu, big day, Kodesh, la'aron, achicha, ulevanav, l'chanoli, etc. And the Torah goes on here. Now, of course, more or less, most of Perek Kavchet is about uh, the making of the garments. Uh, and again, more precisely, about the making of the garments of the high priest. Uh, the Begadim mentioned here in Perek Kavchet, Pasuk Dalid, the Choshen, the Ephod, the Me'il, the Ketonet, the Ketonet uh, Tashpetz, the Mitznefet, and the Abnet. And what I would like to discuss is really what is the, the point or, or the meaning of these garments of the Kohen Gadol? Is there any kind of central theme that we can identify as what these Begadim of the Kohen Gadol, these garments of the High Priest, uh, is really all about? And this is the primary issue I would like to discuss. Now, um, however, in addition to this uh, question, this central question of the meaning or the symbolism of the garments of the high priest um, intended for Aaron HaKohen, in addition, I think there's a kind of interesting technical issue that crops up here, which in some sense might serve as a bridge or as a means for getting to the more essential issue. If we take a look briefly at the listing of the garments of the Kohen Gadol found here in Perkavchet, Pasuk Dalid, the Torah says as follows once again, asher And these are the garments that should be made. Choshen, ve'efod, umi'il, v'ketonet ha'shpeitz, mitnefet, v'avneit, v'asu b'gdei kodesh l'aron achicha, l'avnav l'cha'anoli. Here, there are six garments that are mentioned. Now, we, of course, are accustomed, following Chazal, to think of the Kohen Gadol as the one who is lovesh shmunah b'gadim, as the one who wears eight garments. There are, in fact, eight garments. Um that the Kohen Gadol wears. Um, but more, and here on this list, there are in fact 
only six, the Choshen, the Efo, the Me'il, and then the Ketona, Tashbet, the Mitznefet, and the Abnate, which of course lists as six. Um, now, moreover, we might say that this group of six garments is divided in a certain natural way into two halves. Uh, there are the first three and the latter three. And I want to explain briefly why I think they should be grouped that way. Here, at the beginning of the Pasuk, we have the Choshen, the Ephod, and the Mi'il, the breastplate, the apron, and the coat, which are in some sense um, all connected to the Ephod. Uh, the Ephod is the first garment described following in Pasuk Vav, Asuta Ephod. Um, and... Uh, again, when the Choshen is made, uh, beginning in Pasuk Tedvav, it says, It's like the Ephod. It's attached to the Ephod uh, by some uh, elaborate system of rings and strings and gold, etc. And the Choshen is, we're told, as a matter of fact, um, uh, at one point, that the Choshen cannot be moved from upon the Ephod. And likewise, the Me'il is also connected to the Ephod, uh, in Perak Kavchet, Pasuk Lam and Aleph, we're told to Asita et Mi'il Ha'ifod Klil Techelet. It's even referred to as the Mi'il Ha'ifod. So the first three are some natural unit that are connected in some sense to the Ephod. Now, moreover, on a certain plane, these three garments, the Choshen, the Ephod, and the Mi'il, get the lion's share of the description of how they will be made. All, almost, all of the details, um, Found in Parakavchet, Parakavchet running from Parakavchet Pasik Vav, which reads Vasuate Ephod Zahab Tchelad Ragaman, etc., all the way until Parakavchet Pasuk Lamid Hey, which finishes off the description of the Me'il. In fact, approximately 29 Psukim of Parakavchet are taken up by description, uh, the instructions for the making of the Me'il, the Choshe, the Ephod, the Choshen, and the Me'il. Um, or the Chosh and the Ephod and the Me'il, taking the original order. And interestingly enough, the Ketonet Tashbet, the Mitznevet and the Avnet, which I would think of as another set of three garments, they are mentioned very, very briefly. In fact, the instructions for the making of them are contained completely within one posuka. We jump for the moment to Parakavchet, Pasuk. Uh, Lamitet, we're told very pithily in Perak Kafchet Pasuk Lamitet, Veshibatsta Ktonet Shesh, Vasita Mitznefet Shesh, Vavne Tasem Masero came. End of story. One Pasuk which just says, make these latter three garments, the Ketonet Tashbets, um, the Mitznefet and Avnet, um, while 29 Pasukim are dedicated to the first group of three, only one Pasuk or half a Pasuk is dedicated to the second group of three, and this is certainly Quite interesting. Now, in addition, in between the end of the instructions for the making of the Ephod, Choshen, and Mi'il, on the one hand, and the brief mention of the mention, making of the Ketonet, the Mitznefet, and the Avnet, on the other hand, we have another short parsha, uh, a, another, another quote-unquote garment, a seventh, or maybe a fourth, uh, and what I have in mind is to take a look for the moment at Perak Kavchet Pasuk Lamed Vav, which says as follows, Vasita Tzitz Zahav Tahar, and you should make a head plate. Um, now the Tzitz is not mentioned on the original list of garments, of the six garments found back in Perak Kavchet Pasuk Dalad, but here, in between the two segments of three, 
The first group of three, the ephod, choshen, and the me'il, which get all the space and all the intent and all the description, and following afterwards the very brief mention of the other latter three, the hat, the belt, and the tunic, um, here in Parakavchet Pasuk Lamed Vav, the Torah says, Vasita tzit zahav tahav, kodesh l'ashem. And you should make a headplate of pure gold, and you should engrave upon it, engrave the words kodesh l'ashem, sanctify to God. And what happens to it? Vesamta otal p'tilt It is uh, girded with a, or placed upon a, String of tchelet vayam it's nafet and it's on the hat emol pneim it's nafet yeah it's in front of the hat of Aaron vayam metzach Aaron then it's on the forehead of Aaron vinasa Aaron etc 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 so we have here a fourth garment or perhaps a seventh garment or something which is not really a garment at all but the completion and the culmination of the central first set of garments after the description of the uh, ephod the Choshen and the Me'il, this culminates in the mention of this seventh thing, this garment which is not a garment, this tzitz which is written upon it, Kodesh Lashem, and this interesting disparity, this imbalance between the first set of three and the second set of three, and this culmination in the tzitz, what the tzitz is all about, is another interesting question I think needs to be resolved in dealing with the Big Day Kohen Godol, with the garments of the High Priest. So these are kind of the two questions I would like to talk about in this year. The first being the overarching or overall meaning and symbolism of the Big Day Kohen Gadol, the garments of the High Priest. And the second, how to account for this kind of unique role of the tzitz as apparently the culmination um, or height of uh, the central group of the Big Day Kahuna, uh, the ephod, the choshen, and the me'il, and how the tzitz brings this all together in some sense, which apparently seems to be the indication of following the text as I did before. Um, okay, so to begin, since it must be mentioned, I'd like to get, begin with the first or classic approach to understanding the Bidei Kuhuna. Um, as already pointed out by Ramban, or as is mentioned in Ramban, and of course this is quite well known. Commenting on the original Pasuk that we began with, Perakafchet Pasuk Bet, which says as follows, Vasita big de kodesh la'aron achicha lichavod ultifaret. You should make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for uh, honor and beauty. Commenting on the words kavod v'tifaret, Ramban says as follows, Lichavod v'tifaret, she'e nichbad imfu'ar b'malbushim nichbadim umfu'arim, that he should be honored and beautified with clothing that is honorable and beautiful. Because these garments are the garments of kings, they're the garments of royalty. And they raise the stature of Aharon, the Kohen Gadol. They define him in a certain way as a kind of king. Uh, um, in their form, in their likeness, so were the kings in the times of the Torah. So Rabban here says quite pithily and to the point that the meaning or the symbolism of the big day Kohen Gadol is that they are big day Machot. They are royal garments. And it is fitting that the high priest should have royal garments. And this is the entire story according to Rabban. Now, although Rabban doesn't cite it, um, one could bring quite a few good proofs uh, for uh, the approach of Rabban that we should understand the big day Kohen Gadol as garments of royalty. One excellent proof, which is quite uh, appropriate for the season that we are in, 
almost lekrat purim, stems from an interesting connection between the materials used to make the garment of the Kohen Gadol and an interesting and well-known passage in Megillat Esther. Here in Shemot Perak Kavchet, Pasuk we read as follows, The materials used uh, to make the begadim of the Kohen Gadol primarily are the Zahav, the Tchelet, and the Argaman. Uh, and other materials. But the mention here is Zahav, Tchelet, Vagaman, gold, and Tchelet, bluish string, Vagaman, purple string. However, these are meant to be translated. In Megillat Esther, towards the end of the Megillah, in Parachet Pasuk Tedvav, we find the following verse. Mordechai ha-melech. And Mordechai went out from in front of the king, Bilavush Malchut, in royal garments. Tchelet, Vachur, Vatered, Zahav. So Tchelet, blue string, and Zahav, Vitachrichbut, Vargaman, and purple string. At the end of the Megillah, when Mordechai uh, assumes a high position, a high level of status, um, he is clothed in royal garments, and his royal garments involve gold, and they involve chelet, and they involve argaman. And this parallel between the garments of the Kohen Gadol and the later garments of uh, Mordechai Hayudi in the end of Megillah Tester, of course, strongly supports Ramban's point about the big day kuna being royal garments. Now, with another interesting proof, again, uh, not cited by Ramban, might take us back to the question of the tzitz once again. In Shmot Paraklamitet, Pasuk Lamed, uh, the Torah has an alternative formulation for the tits, normally translated as head plate, or an additional name uh, for the tits. Perak Lamed Tet, Pasuk Lamed, says as follows, Vayasu, in describing the actual making, Vayasu et tits, they made the head plate, Nezer HaKodesh Zahav Tahor, it was a Nezer HaKodesh, what is a Nezer, probably translated as crown, or garland in some sense. Zahav Tahar, pure gold. And they inscribed upon Kodesh Lashem. So the term used here is, is Nezer, translated as garland or crown. And interestingly enough, we find later on in Tanakh that the term Nezer is certainly used in the sense of a, of a crown. Um, in Shmobet, uh, in Perak Aleph, Pasuk Tet, uh, a young Amaleki lad comes to uh, David HaMelech and describes to him the fact that he had finished off Shaul for him and, of course, wanted credit for this. And um, the Amaleki lad reports to David what uh, Shaul had said to him at the time, and it reads as follows, Please, finish me off, was the request of Shaul. And Pasuk Yud says, the Amaleki lad says, I stood upon him and I killed him. I knew he could not survive. After being felled. I took the crown or garland that was upon his head. And I brought them to you here. So the Amaleki says, now I brought this nezer, the symbol, the crown, the garland, the symbol of kingship uh, of Israel. I have brought this to you, David HaMelech, David, and should not you be pleased? Of course, David was not pleased. But what we learn here is that Nezer is something worn by a king. The tzitz in Shemot Perak Lamatet is known as a Nezer. And if so, we can think of the tzitz, it is a garment which is not a garment, but it is the height, the apotheosis, the crescendo of all of the garments. And the, the royal garmentry culminates in the tzitz and hence its unique position here in the parsha that we described. And again, this fits with Ramban's theory about the garments being garments of royalty and kingship and the Kohen Gadol being kind of the spiritual king of Israel. And this is certainly one famed and well-known approach. However, 
I would like to try to uh, elucidate uh, or uh, propose a very, very different idea, uh, I think which takes us to a slightly different place, one which digresses from Ramban's notion of Malchut. And to present this variation, I would like to focus again on the tzitz, as I've already indicated, I think this is key to understanding what the big day coin gadol are all about. Um, so if we, let's take a look at the Pesukim again, uh, or in more greater detail, we pick it up in Parakavchet, Pasuk Lamedvab. There's something very interesting about the tzitz, about the head plate that is told us here in the Pesukim. Vasita tzitz zahav tahar, and you shall make a uh, tzitz of pure gold, the head plate of pure gold, and it should be inscribed on it in some method, Kodesh Lashem, the world's holy to Hashem. And then what happens? The Torah in Pasuk Lamedzayin tells its placement. And then in Pasuk Lamedzayin, again the placement, it should be on the forehead of Aaron. And then a key Pasuk about the function of the tzitz. And Aaron will carry the uh, error, the sin of the holy things, of the Kodeshim, that the B'nai Israel will sanctify all of their holy offerings. Um, and it will constantly be upon his forehead for a willingness or an appeasement for them in front of Hashem. And this is a very interesting pasuk. We're told here something about the apparent function of the tits, and we can maybe divide, uh, or maybe there are three crucial aspects of the tits. The first being um, the fact that it has inscribed upon a Kodesh Lashem. The second, that is that it's placed on the Metzach, the forehead of Aaron. And the third is this functional aspect of Nasa Aaron Avon HaKodeshim Asheyakadishu B'nai Yisrael, to carry or bear the sin of the Kodeshim that um, B'nai Yisrael sanctify. Now, what exactly does this mean? What is this idea of Nasa Avon HaKadoshim to carry the uh, sin or bear the iniquity uh, of the sin of the Kadoshim of B'nai Yisrael? Now, of course, the idea of Nase Avon is very loaded terminology, to bear iniquity. As Rashi here points out, um, the symbolism is the idea if someone is suffering under the burden of sin, Someone bears it for them. Someone takes it away from them. Someone carries it for them. And as, in this sense, it is, of course, a symbol or a language of kapara, of forgiveness or atonement. There's some sort of idea here that the tzitz is mechaper, that the tzitz atones for the sins of Kadoshim of B'nai Yisrael. Now, how does this work exactly? Um, most probably, the simple uh, meaning of the text, and this is already hinted at in Rashi. Rashi cites a Gemara in Menachot, also found in Psachim, a Hava Amina, first thought in the Gemara, that the particular sins uh, that are atoned for uh, vis-a-vis Kodeshim or holy objects, many of the sins of Kodeshim or the laws of Kodeshim of holy objects can involve errors of, of thought, uh, errors of machshava, um, and the like. And there is this problem of concentration or attachment uh, that exists in the context of Kodashim. Now, what does the tzitz symbolize? The tzitz symbolizes uh, the fact that things are Kodesh Lashem. It symbolizes proper attachment. And where is it placed? 
It's placed on the forehead of Aaron. It's placed across from the mind, the head. It symbolizes a kind of concentration or attachment or adhesion to the concept of Kodesh Lashem. And it's symbolizing a kind of uh, attachment or adhesion uh, or coherence to the idea of Kodesh Lashem. It provides that attachment, that cohesion, and that concentration. And in a sense, it is mechaper, and it atones for any possible errors done in Kodeshim. And this is probably, on some level, uh, the simple, basic meaning of the text. Um, but I think this could be expanded upon in an interesting way. There were a very crucial point made by uh, Rashbam, uh, one which helps us broaden the parameters of how the tzitz functions, and it might, I think, believe, shed some light on all of the big day kuna in general, the question that we are grappling with. Um, commenting on the function of the tzitz as a, as a mechaper, as an achiever of atonement, Ashpan, in Perak Lamid, in Perak Kafchet, Pasuk Lamid Chet, the words Vinasa Aronet Avod Kadashim says as follows. The Fip Shuta, uh, according to the simple reading of the text, Lo Dibera Katov Betumat Kadashim. The Torah does not hear speak regarding Kodeshim that have been defiled, which is the standard halakhic interpretation of this pasuk. Elakach perusho. But this is its interpretation. Kol karbanot shevo Yisrael. All offerings that Am Yisrael, that the people of Israel will bring, o ola, whether it's a holy burnt offering, o chatat, or a sin offering, o asham, lechaper aleyhem to achieve atonement, sheyesayea hatzitz im hakorban. The tzitz helps with the korban, along with the actual offering itself, to raise up the memory in front of God, that it should be uh, in good will in front of God, um, and as a remembrance uh, for B'nai Israel to achieve atonement for them. Now, Ashbam here makes two points, right? there are two crucial points in Ashbam. The first, the idea that somehow the tzitz helps along with the korban. Um, that there are two aspects in the bringing of a korban. There is the korban itself, and then there's also the tzitz. That's interesting. And the second point Rashbam makes here is that this is kind of language of zikaron the v'nei Yisrael uh, that's important here. And that, interestingly enough, is not mentioned um, in the parsha of, of the tzitz. Now, another important point, uh, going back to a previous comment of Rashbam, uh, in Shemot Perek Kafchet Pasuk Lamed Vav, he says as follows, Kodesh Lashem, commenting on the Kodesh Lashem uh, inscribed upon the tzitz, um, on the headplate. Al ha'ifod va'al ha'choshen, on the apron and the choshen and on the breastplate, hayu shemot b'nei Yisrael, were the names of b'nei Yisrael, lezikaron, as a reminder or remembrance, shekiper ha'kadosh baruch hu alavon ha'kodeshim, that God atoned for the sins, or forgave the sins of the Kodeshim Sheikdisha B'nei Yisrael HaKetuv Lomata Min that are written beneath the tzitz, Ba'avnei Eifod Vachoshen. Rashbam tells us here that, in fact, we can't analyze the inscription and the kapara function, uh, the inscription upon the tzitz of Kodesh Hashem, and the kapara function of the tzitz, without realizing that there are two other inscriptions found in other places, varying places, on the body of the Kohen Gadol. Uh, there's an inscription of the names of B'nai Israel found on the shoulders of the Kohen Gadol. And there's also an inscription of the names of B'nai Israel found on the heart of the Kohen Gadol. The Choshen and the Ephod also includes inscriptions 
uh, of the names of B'nai Yisrael. Um, now, uh, we need to go back and look at the text to kind of pull this together and understand what Rashbam is alluding to here. So if we go back, uh, working backwards, you go back to the Choshen, uh, take the second garment, uh, which is elaborated upon in our parsha. we take a look at Parak Kafchet, Pasak Kaf Aleph, um, after the Torah describes the, the frames and the fact that there is going to be 12 stones, um, columns of this type of stone and columns of that type of stone. In Perakavchet, Pasakav Aleph, the Torah says, Va'avanin tiyena al shmot b'nei Yisrael. The stones should be on the names of b'nei Yisrael. Shteim esrei al shmotam, pituchei chotam, ish al shmot tiyena l'shneim asar shavet. So the 12 stones that will be in the Choshen Mishpat, of course, each one is a name of a different one of the Shvatim of the tribes of Israel. And later on, in the Chumash here, in Parak Kavchet, Pasuk Kavtet, we're told something very interesting about what will happen with these stones once they're placed in the Choshen Mishpat. Parak Kavchet, Pasuk Kavtet says as follows, Binasa Aaron et Shmot B'nei Yisrael B'choshen HaMishpat. Aaron will carry or bear, Nasa, the same word used later on in the case of the tits. He will carry the names of B'nei Yisrael in the breastplate of judgment, Al-Libo, in his heart, when he comes into the Kodesh, as a reminder, a remembrance, in front of Hashem, always. And again, then the Urim Bitumim are put inside the Choshen Mishpat and the Pasuk Lamed, it's on the heart of Aaron, when he comes in front of Hashem. Again, in fact, in these three Pesukim here, Kavtet through Lamed, the idea of Nasa is mentioned twice, both at the beginning and the end. The idea of Al-Libo, that the names of B'nai Yisrael are upon his heart, is mentioned three times. And the fact that this is Lifnei Hashem is mentioned three times as well. And of course, this foreshadows the language found in the case of the Tzitz, again, where there you had Vinasa, the carrying, you had the Lifnei Hashem, etc. And there's a certain kind of parallel or connection between the Choshen Mishpat, the carrying of the names of B'nai Yisrael, and uh, the carrying, Lifnei Hashem, and the carrying of Hashem on the tzitz, uh, lifnei Hashem, etc. And there's some sort of connection here that Rashbam is pointing us to. Um, now, there's of course a third part of this, going further back to that which is mentioned before the tzitz, before the choshen, going all the way back to the ephod itself. The ephod is an apron. And as an apron, it has straps, it has shoulder straps. And there are these stones, the avne shoham, um, that are used as clasps for the shoulder straps of the uh, ephod. And uh, we're told in Per Kavchet, Pasuk Yudbet, at the very end of the description of the ephod, and the, uh, you place the two stones inscribed with all of the names of B'nai Yisrael, Abnei Zikaron, the B'nai Yisrael, they are... Um, Reminders, stones of memory, stones of reminder for Bnei Yisrael. Aaron again, Aaron will carry or bear their names. Hashem on his shoulders in front of Hashem as a zikaron or as a reminder. So we have here um, actually three names or or three sets of. Uh, inscriptions that occur on the body of Aaron. The first, if we go from the lowest to the upper, um, not following the order of the text at the moment, um, at the bottom, ac- across from his heart, Aaron has 
the names of Bnei Israel, and he carries them there. And on his shoulders, further up on his body, Aaron has the names of uh, uh, Bnei Israel, and he carries them there. And further up, when we get to the third space, above on his head, he has the Shem Hashem. And what's mentioned here is the idea of carrying, of forgiveness, which, over and over. What's mentioned here is the idea of Lufnei Hashem, in front of God, over and over. What's mentioned here is the idea of Zikaron, over and over, in all these contexts. What Rashbam is hinting to us here is that the entire body of the Kohen Gadol becomes a kind of symbol of the elevation of the names of Bnei Yisrael up into the idea of Kodesh Lashem. Um, from the heart up to the shoulders, um, found that the apex of this human pyramid is the idea of Kodesh Lashem. And in this sense, the Kohen Gadol serves as a living symbol, or the clothes of the Kohen Gadol serve as a symbol of what the Kohen Gadol is all about. The elevation of B'nai Yisrael up to the status of Kodesh Lashem. And it is because of this, Rashbam tells us, that it is Mechaper, that the Tzitz, along with the other names, and along with the Karbanot, achieve Kapara for B'nai Yisrael. Because it symbolizes this process of elevation of B'nai Yisrael, of dedication, of concentration, of coherence, the idea of, uh, of Kodesh Lashem, through the very garments of the Kohen Gadol, this is what he is all about, as is his function. And this, I think, is a very different and second approach to understanding what the Bigadim of the Kohen Gadol are about. Not so much Bigadim Malchut, as Rabban pointed out, but rather um, uh, the uh, Bigadim of elevation, so to speak, of symbolically elevating the names of Bnei Yisrael and cohering them and concentrating them upon the idea of Kodesh Lashem, which is a way that works with Karbanot, something else that Kohen Gadol is intimately involved with to achieve Kapra for Bnei Yisrael. And this, I think, is the approach in, in Rashbam. Now, in the very brief period of time uh, that I am left with, and there isn't much time left at all, I'd like to kind of add a variation or an additional point to this theme because there's something that on some level, hasn't been grappled with by our latter theory, the notion of elevation and integration of Am Yisrael uh, into the idea of Kodesh Lashem. Um, and that, of course, is the Me'il. Um, well, we might have talked generally about what the clothes of the Kohen Gadol are about, and we might also have talked to some extent how the tzitz serves as the culmination of the central uh, garments of the Kohen Gadol, the Mi'il and the Choshen. We haven't, the Ephor and the Choshen. We haven't really dealt with the, the coat. Because it is, after all, it is the, the coat that is mentioned right before the tzitz. Now, this I think is a little bit difficult, but what we do need to realize is that um, Rashbam has perhaps already given us uh, some of the tools on a certain plane. Um, and what I mean by this is that in the end of the day, the Kohen Gadol is, is split. Um, the Kohen Gadol is split between his body and his mind. His heart, symbolic, of course, of, of feeling, of connection, of attachment. Um, his heart um, is with the people, is with the Am. Um, and his mind, his head, where is that? That, of course, is, is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's Hashem. Uh, the Kohen Gadol must have the Am in his heart and his head upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We might, on some level, uh, compare uh, these two places to uh, some psukim found in, in Shmot. Um, 
Uh, we know in, in the case of Tfilin, uh, in Shemot Perak Yud Gimel, Pasuk Tetzayin, the Torah tells us, Vayut al Yadcha, the Tfilin will be placed as a sign upon your hands, Ulutotafot Bene Necha, and uh, as Totafot between your eyes, Kibachoza Gero Tiecha, Tiano Shemi Mitzrayim. The, the Tfilin are meant to remind us of who and what we are all about, to remember God's redemption from Egypt. And the Tfilin on the Yad, which are near the heart, Help us remember in our hearts uh, the redemption from Egypt. And the tefillin that are on the head, of course, help us remember in our heads the redemption from Egypt. And it is by no accident that Chazal tells us that the tzitz and the tefillin shorosh are placed in exactly the same place. Because they're both about the kind of uh, definition of the object. Um, the, the body of the Kohen Gadol, the heart, uh, the place of feeling, and of course the shoulders, the place of strength. Uh, have upon them the names of Am Yisrael, um, symbolizing the dedication of his body to Am Yisrael. And upon his head, um, we have the Kodesh Lashem, symbolizing the dedication to Hashem. On some level, the Kohen Gadol becomes a kind of bridge. Uh, we might even think of him as a kind of split covenantal object. Um, the same as the covenant has two sides, the side of Am Yisrael and the side of God, uh, so too the Kohen Gadol has Two halves, or two parts, the body and the head, that which is, carries the names of Am Yisrael, and that which carries um, the name of God. The same as the Mishkan itself has different areas, even three areas, the external area of Am Yisrael, and then the Kodesh, an ambiguous area, and then the Kodesh, Kodeshim, the area of Hashem. So to the, the Kohen Gadol's body is split in a similar fashion. Now, this idea of the Kohen Gadol as a, as a covenantal object, not so different than the idea of Rashbam himself, I think might help us deal with uh, the Me'il. Because in the end of the day, as Rashbam has already pointed out, as I'm adding here, he's a symbol of the covenant, the symbol of elevation, a kind of bridge um, between God and Am Yisrael, which this may put us in place to deal very, very briefly with the question of the Me'il. In Parakavchet, Pasuk Lamedalad, we're told what the, what the Me'il, what the coat is all about. Um, we're told this follows in Perkaf Chet, Pasuk Lamedalad. Pamon, Zahav, Rimon, Pahamon, Zahav, Rimon. A, a bell of gold and then a Rimon and then a bell of gold and a Rimon. Al-Shuleyam Ayil Saviv on the hem of the meal around it. Vaya al-Aron l'sharet. Um, and Aron, uh, it will be upon Aron to serve. V'nishmab b'kolo b'va'o al-Kodesh. L'fnei Hashem. And his sound, the sound of these bells will be heard when he comes into the Kodesh and when he goes out, yamut, and then he will not die. Now, there's a great question in the Mepharshim, what is the, the threat of possible death if he's not wearing the me'il, if he's not wearing the other garments, um, and who's supposed to do the hearing here? And where is Aaron located? Um, and what is this bo'el Kodesh? Is that the Holy of Holies or the Holy? I think the pshat is actually relatively simple. The idea is, that the Kohen Gadol has to serve as a means of elevating Am Yisrael. That's what his garments are all about. The Kohen Gadol has to serve as a bridge between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when he comes to do his Avodah, he's there for the B'nai Yisrael. When he's Bo El HaKodesh, when he comes into the Holy Place, Lefnei Hashem, in front of Hashem, not necessarily to the Kodesh Kodeshim, but even to the Kodesh, 
He's got to be in contact. He's got to remain in contact with those he represents, with those he's there to serve as a bridge for, those he's there to elevate. And they have to know he's there. They have to hear him. And the bell system allows Am Yisrael Ba'azara, the people who are outside of the Kodesh area, who cannot enter, to be aware of the function of the Kohen Gadol, to be aware of what's going on, to hear, to be in contact. And as this is, again, part of the bridge system, uh, the elevation system, the covenantal function of the Kohen Gadol, velo yamut, and then he will not die. Because Kohen Gadol, who does not serve his proper function of elevating Am Yisrael, of being a bridge for Am Yisrael, of being covenantally split between Am Yisrael and Kadesh Baruch Hu, uh, one who is not in contact and whose re- people he represents are not aware that he represents them, he is not Kohen Gadol, and of course he'll be Chayav Mita. But that, of course, is part of a larger discussion of the function of Kuna, and with this we will end. So to sum up, we have pointed out here three basic themes um, regarding the Bigadim, the garments of the Kohen Gadol, uh, try to explain how the tzitz represents the culmination uh, on some plane. And uh, also try to work out the me'il. Um, theme one, the idea that the begadim are a kind of royal garments, a uh, kind of uh, sign of spiritual kingship to the Kohen Gadol. Theme two, the idea that the, that the garments represent a kind of elevation of Am Yisrael up the body of the Kohen Gadol into the idea of Kodesh Lashem, a concentrating of Am Yisrael upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore part of the theme of Kapara. And theme three, the idea that the Kohen Gadol himself becomes a kind of covenantal object, a split between uh, God and Am Yisrael, a kind of bridge uh, between the two halves. And as such, so too the Me'il plays a role in this, in that providing those who he represents an awareness of the fact that he represents them and works for them and makes that bridge and creates that covenant through the system of bells.